I don't ever want to be like in pain getting out of a chair or <laughs> walking up a flight of steps and be like, oh, I got to catch my breath. So like that's what motivates me. And I want to be like a role model for my kids that like you need that like your health is so important. This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never my best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform. That Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going get up and do it again and again and again the journey to a better you starts right now so one of the best things about doing this podcast is the amount of people that i've gotten to meet through it that i otherwise wouldn't have my guest this week mike cianci is one of those people so um he found the podcast through amy mcguire who's a guest who was local to both of us and has been listening ever since it's um it's always surprising even sometimes when he listens to an episode that has nothing to do with what he's interested in but still gives me good feedback good advice all the time i'm super grateful for the friendship that we developed and it is all because of this podcast so i was glad to get mike on talk about life talk about some adversity that he's faced some things that i probably would have ne- never otherwise got the chance to ask him so hope you guys enjoy the conversation and let's end it there now How's 75 hard going? You're s- still on it? Yeah, it's going. Today <laughs> Today was like, I was, because I knew I was doing this in the afternoon, and we were like cleaning the house and trying to put the Christmas decorations up. Well, Patty was putting the Christmas decorations up. I wasn't because I don't like Christmas decorations, but <laughs> um, so I got up early and was walking Evie, and I was listening to my buddy's podcast that's like, in, it's about like the craft beer industry and I'm like it's 6 30 in the morning and I'm freezing and I'm listening to them talk about beer and I'm like man I could just stop today <laughs> like I've done it for what's today 26 26 days and I'm like nah just keep on going but I mean I guess if we're going by the rules I missed one one day when I flew to Nashville for work my flight was at like five in the morning. So I was at the Philly airport at like four and I was like walking through the airport. I got like 20, 25 minutes in and then had to get ready to the board. And then I landed in Nashville and I walked to like the rental car place. So I was like, so I didn't technically get that 45 minute workout in uninterrupted. So technically I failed, but I'm like, if I stop, then if I stop today and if I say, all right, I got to start over, then I'm going to be like, well, I'm here in Nashville, so I might as well eat shit food and drink. And then it's going to be like, ah, well, Thanksgiving, so I might as well wait. And then, ah, Christmas, I might as well wait. I'll start after the new year. And I never would start it back up. So I was on a roll, and I was proud that at least the rest of the time, I mean, I did a workout that night. And then the rest of the time in Nashville, I did the intermittent fasting, stuck with my gluten-free eating, got two workouts in a day, did the gallon of water and stuff, so technically i i failed and should i won't like at the end i won't say hey i did 75 hard but the intent of it for me like i i'm on a roll and like to me that's more important than saying i finished 75 hard at the end of 75 days if one day i didn't do two workouts i'm okay with that yeah and i mean it's like 
are you doing it because at the end of it, you want to post on Instagram that you did 75 hard? Or are you doing it because you want to build better habits and like do the, do the actual work? Exactly. And like I said, if I stopped and started over, I would have made excuses and then I wouldn't have done it. But I was like talking to Foos at the gym the other day and I was telling him and he's like, dude, that's going to eat at you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it might. Well, I just even remember you saying that you were going to do it. And I, the first thing I said was, well, it's going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like you, you're going to do this now. But, I know. but yeah, I do think that there's something to that, like just kind of starting it, even when it is inconvenient. I don't, that's like what pushed me away is I was like, I don't want to do this during Thanksgiving. And I don't know. I've, I've always done that with the holidays. Like I always make excuses on why I'm not eating good during the holidays. And then like, if you eat Thanksgiving dinner, obviously nothing's going to happen. You're not going to get unhealthy from that, but it's like the Friday after Thanksgiving. And then last night I had a cheesesteak and fries <laughs> and then, but you know, you say, Oh, like we're around the holiday time. And I, I used to say that it was really funny when I was in college, I would say that for months, like it'd be February. And I was like, Oh, it's still it's holidays. Holiday, yeah. yeah. Easter's coming up. now. <laughs> I feel like everybody does that, and that's like this Thanksgiving. I went. We went to my sister's. I had, you know, egg whites and uh, potatoes for for my lunch, and then at my sister's house, I had like one plate of like turkey, um, patty made gluten free stuffing, and we had gluten free gravy and mashed potatoes, and so like I had one plate, no dessert, nothing, and like again, like yet the other yesterday at the gym I was like talking with Sam and he was like I had like three plates I'm like I had one plate like for the first time that I can remember after Thanksgiving dinner like I was not stuffed and like bloated and <laughs> falling asleep on the couch no desserts so I was like I'm glad so what made you uh go with gluten-free like is did you know you had a problem with gluten or was it just something you decided to do so I guess technically on the 75 hard, you need to like one healthy eating style. Um, and again, I'm talking with Foos because he did it last year and I was talking to him about it before I started. And he was like, I did intermittent fasting because that's the, that would be the easiest, like least restrictive. So I was like, I'll do intermittent fasting and then I'll just throw gluten free in there just to see. Because the same thing, I mean, the whole reason why I did it is because I wanted to go without alcohol for like 30 days. And like when we talked about before. I, could, I was always making excuses to have why, like, ah, not this week because the Phillies are in the World Series. So I got to have a beer watching the game or whatever. And so, and the same thing with gluten because I listen to the podcast and read books and it's like how it inflames you and everything. So I always wanted to try going gluten-free for a little bit. And I just needed something to, you know, a, a challenge to say, okay, I have to do it because of this. So, and Patty's been gluten-free for like, probably like six months now so it would be even easier and uh, so that's why I chose gluten-free as well yeah I like that I think that's a good idea I the one thing I want to try getting rid of I always feel like I don't do good with bread and uh, I'll like go back to it if if I don't have food prepped like usually I'll make potatoes with eggs for breakfast and then if I don't have that like I'll just have some toast and I feel like I never I never eat bread and then say, oh, wow, like my, my body agreed with that. But it's just like it's always that convenience factor that I'm like, oh, I'll have a little bit of bread. Hopefully it won't. I don't know. I just uh, always like, like I can tell when uh, it sounds gross, but like my poops in the morning, like when I eat bread and versus when I don't, it yeah. looks a lot different. It's like 
well, one, like we get Trader Joe's gluten-free bread and it's, it's pretty, as long as you toast it, it tastes pretty good. Um, but it's amazing at like, I haven't felt stuffed or bloated or anything in since day one. And it's like, it's just crazy of what gluten does to even like, I mean, I'm not technically not gluten intolerant or don't have celiac or whatever, but the, the change I feel, um, like also too, I have no pains because we talked about before, like I was having like elbow pains for a while and I haven't had elbow pains, knee pain, shoulder pain. Like I always, I always say like, I have this like traveling pain that goes around my body. Like one for two months, it's my elbows for then the next month, it's my shoulder or my knee or whatever. And none of that, like all that joint pain is gone. Wow. And it's like, I got to think it's because of the gluten. Yeah. It's, it's funny whenever you like hear studies and, uh, they're like, you know, like correlating, say, gluten to inflammation, but it's like you have to look at 30 different factors of what people did. And for you, maybe maybe it's doing that second workout and you're walking with the backpack, but uh, you think it, that it's gluten. And, like, there's nothing wrong with thinking that. Right. Like, even it, the placebo effect is really powerful. So even if you think it's working, then it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, drinking a gallon of water a day, like, I mean – Honestly, that's the hardest thing for me is the is the gallon of water because I don't know if I have a small bladder or what, but I go to the bathroom like nonstop and then like sometimes I'll wake up like four times throughout the night. So I try to like stop all my water intake by like 6 p.m. Okay. So that's why this is – I try to get like a half gallon. By the time I usually go to 6.15 in the morning CrossFit, by the time I walk out of the gym, I try to be down – a half a gallon so then i have the rest of the day to drink another half gallon is that a half gallon or a full gallon this is a half gallon okay so you got to drink two of them yeah that's t- so is this your first one or second one second okay so you're on track at least today yeah but then it's like i drink protein shake like that doesn't count i drink probably like 20 ounces of coffee that doesn't count <laughs> it's like i'm drinking it's like so many ounces of water and i always before this i would always not always most of the time drink 80 90 ounces of water a day but that extra like 30 40 ounces is <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> yeah do you you find yourself like chugging it throughout the day or do you just kind of sip on it i wake up what i do is i wake up i fill this up and then i just drink like 16 ounces like just chug 16 ounces go to the gym drink whatever I drink like while I'm working out and afterwards and then if there's if there's anything left like I said before I walk out of the gym I'll just chug the rest and be like all right half gallon down that's awesome that's that's the one thing that I've been able to keep in my morning routine basically when we got Curtis everything went out the window just because it was totally about him (laughs) as soon as we open our eyes but I do like within five minutes I just chug like 16 20 ounces of water and I've been able to keep that so it's funny because, it, like, I always brought it up on the podcast that you need to have a good morning routine and you need to, you know, journal, meditate, read, do all these things. And then I realized that I didn't have many responsibilities <laughs> to when I started to have something else to look at, look after. Then I'm like, okay, maybe people don't really need a morning routine. Maybe, like, pick one or two things and, like, stick with that and then kind of fit everything, fit yeah, everything yeah. else throughout the day. I mean, I'm... I like routine. I like a schedule. I like the same thing 
day after day. So I do believe like people should have a morning routine. I don't always practice what what I preach, but when I was listening to the to the podcast with Annie, and then you were talking like, yeah, I talk about like limiting social media, and then I find myself scrolling and whatever. I'm like. That son of a bitch give me a hard time about Twitter and Instagram, and he's and I'm like that he's like I don't always stick to it. And I'm like I was laughing. Yeah, I mean that's something that I really am trying to place an emphasis on the podcast recently, um, because I think it is easy to get on here and act like I'm perfect and you know say my habits are great and I'm always doing the right thing, but. Usually I'm not. Like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to be. Like the the whole premise is better than yesterday, and usually that turns into like, can you do one thing better? It doesn't have to be. Hey, I do all these things. I work out every single day. I my habits are great all the time. It's like, no. Did I do at least one thing that's gonna make me feel better tomorrow? Right. Yeah, and that that's important. But it's funny enough to because like talking with Dane and stuff. Like I put a limit a time limit on like instagram twitter and facebook i mean i don't really go on facebook that much anyway because i don't like it but like so i pretty much stick to that and it's like it's not even hard anymore so it's like you know if i spend 15 minutes a day on social media then great like i don't the only thing I miss, and when we talked about it before, like I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I like it for like the social aspect and like to interact with people. Um, so like I feel bad. I was like, like I'll look at someone. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen their story in a while or whatever. And I feel bad. It's like I don't. I feel like I haven't kept up with what they were doing. But then at other times, I'm like, I don't, I don't even miss it. I mean, I read more. So I mean, that's another thing for. 75 hard you gotta read like 10 pages a day of like a self-help or self-improvement book and like i'll read i'll usually read more than 10 pages and and i like it i like reading and stuff now when i've never been a big reader yeah that's good the social media i mean if i used any substance like i use social media i would be in rehab <laughs> because it's like a it's it's so funny and it sounds so bad to say but like every day I wake up and I'm like all right I'm gonna be disciplined today like I, I'm not gonna scroll I'm gonna do stuff that's actually gonna help the podcast or help me out like connect with people send messages to new guests and then you know I get caught up I'm bored at work and then <laughs> I find myself just you know you take a couple hits of dopamine real quick, and then and then like five minutes goes by and you look up and you're like wait what am I doing yeah the old dealer comes by and throws a free hit of uh, Instagram your way and you're right back in there yeah it's great but like I mean one thing I've been thinking about like our our brains are just not designed for this like you need silence you need like time to to kind of process your thoughts and emotions and like you're constantly just being like you said the the dealer the instagram dealer <laughs> just throwing that dopamine oh somebody else liked your picture somebody liked your story and uh yeah usually i never get off instagram and think like wow that was a that was a efficient use of time because <laughs> it's not but i mean again i think you were saying that on your pot on one of the recent podcasts like you should be able to sit on a couch in silence for a certain period of time like alone with your thoughts and that's where like 
people today, like they can't, I mean, I see with my kids, they're like, they don't know how to be bored. They have instant uh, access to whatever right in their hands. Like, I mean, I remember being a kid, like, I don't know, just sit in the woods and like, I don't know, throw rocks in the creek or whatever. Like, and I like to, I'm, I'm very much a morning person. As much as I am a people person, I love people. I also love like alone time. So I, I love to wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee and just sit on the couch, like in silence. And I think like people can't, they can't be alone with their thoughts. And it's, uh, that's scary. So you can just sit there. You just pour a cup of coffee and just sit there for a little bit. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that I mean that's a skill. Like that <laughs> that is something that people are afraid to do. Yeah, I think even like, I mean, there's something for everything now. If you're depressed, take this. If you have back pain, take this. If you, you know, even like the the tools I was looking at, like blue light blockers are big now and I just I actually did get a new pair but like you know what stops blue light from coming in not staring at your phone like that's a blue light blocker right there but we think like oh I need the next thing that's even going to enhance that so like I can still have this bad habit but at least I'm like at least I'm blocking the blue light (laughs) but like if you think about it you're not if you don't listen if you don't look at your phone in bed like that's a blue light blocker right there but people are just like, oh, I got these glasses that are cool, so I yeah, can. Yeah, so now I can now I can scroll until I till my head hits the pillow and the phone falls next to me. Yeah, it's just it it's weird. Um, and like when I when I was in college, like I had the worst habits, and I trashed the whoop all the time. But that was like the one thing that actually did start to I started to have better habits because I saw how bad I was sleeping and like I did that I played video games like right up until the (laughs) point where I was going to bed and you know just doing dumb stuff that you don't even think about yeah that's the other thing I found um recently like with the with the 75 hard like with the no alcohol is I'm sleeping better and again like I, I listen to all different podcasts and stuff and read all about how bad alcohol is for you and stuff but like I could never get, I was, I'm not an alcoholic, so I get the wrong idea, but like, I just love the taste of a good craft beer. And I love like, you know, oh, this has this, these types of hops or whatever. And like, you know, we have, we do like guys night usually every week or every other week. So I love, I love like talking about the different beers. Like, ah, oh, did you try this one here? I left a beer in the fridge at the gym for you. Whatever. We exchange beers. Like I love all that. But even like one beer affects your sleep and I've been sleeping so much better and uh like the other night I think it was it was either Monday or Tuesday night like I ate dinner at like 5 30 sat on the couch I was I fell asleep at like 6 I woke up went upstairs to bed and then slept till like 6 30 the next day so I slept like probably a good solid 11 and a half hours and I was like ah oh, man I felt great <laughs> yeah yeah sleep is a sleep is a big one and like um so my dad is he'll drink a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock at night and then go right to bed and I mean you see the all the research about like caffeine and how it affects you but for some reason he doesn't think it affects him but it's not like he's ever done any sleep tracking or anything like maybe you think you're sleeping good but actually you're really disrupted and you're waking up 10-15 times throughout the night so 
I don't know, like, you, I guess you can never get, like, a true accurate reading, but, like, I mean, no, no one knows better than you, you. like, right. if you wake up and, and, uh, something recently, like, I've been thinking about, usually I feel bad when I wake up, like, I feel sore, I feel tired, and an hour in, like, you don't even think about that anymore, but if you see you feel bad already and then you see that you're also like you didn't sleep good or your right. recovery score is low then it's like you're probably not going to perform well that day because you already saw that and you're like disappointed in how you slept and trying to change things you know yeah and that's what, like we talked about before too and when i got the whoop and you're like dude don't you listen to me <laughs> and then like i mean but again i think i have a good feel like I know how my body is and how it's reacting whenever, but I need like I like to, I'm a data pro, like I love data and looking at it. So it's like, yeah, I can see I only got four hours of sleep last night and it wasn't great sleep and I feel like shit. But or you know I've been at the gym nine days in a row and I need a rest day, but like seeing it, I like to see it. But then again, like after after a month of using the whoop, that's I was like I don't need this to tell me. I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not recovered. So no, I sent it back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. I, I, there's, a, it's funny cause there's a bunch of questions, you know, I, I never really have gotten to ask you, um, just even how you got into CrossFit in the first place. I'm interested to just know. And then, uh, I think we'll get into your background. Yeah. I know you did mountain bike racing, road so bike, road bike, road racing. bike. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to knock the road bike racers out there, but yeah. Like what's, what's your journey been like into CrossFit? How long have you been doing it in the first place? I guess, well, I would say technically I was somewhere else before CrossFit Westchester. Um, and I would say that wasn't real CrossFit. Um, but I got into that, so yeah, like you said, I was I raced road bikes for ten years, got hit by a car, had some brain injury, was off the bike for like almost two years, had some long-lasting uh, effects from that, so I couldn't race bikes anymore. Uh, and then I would like run and go to the Y and lift, but just like I was like aimlessly meandering through fitness um and then some dude in the locker room was like dude you should try like come here like you should try this crossfit program and i was like no nah. and my cousin has been at crossfit westchester for like a long time and he was always like dude you should come across it like you'll love it i'm like no nah, no nah, i'm not doing it i was like it has that stereotype i'm like dude it's a cult like i don't need that i don't want to do it and then finally so i tried like a free class at this other place and i was like damn this is this is pretty fun and yeah and I'm not knocking the other place it's great it's great for what it is it got me into that um and then the COVID happened and that place shut down and then um they weren't going to open up anytime soon and a couple people that went to the other place with me they started going to crossfit westchester when they were allowed to reopen and they were like dude just like come try it and i was like i don't know man i'm gonna like i'm older than a lot of people there like i can't lift as much i don't want to be intimidated and like nah you're not it's not it's fine it's fine so i tried it and then i was like holy shit like yeah what we were doing at the other place again i'm not knocking it because it's great but like that wasn't real crossfit so i would say 
I've been doing CrossFit just a little over like two years. Okay. Go back to the car thing. What what actually happened? So I was I used to ride my bike a lot, like to and from work, and it was like twenty three miles each way. So one night I was like riding home from work. It wasn't it was light out, um, but it was in the evening, and I was riding home. And well, it's funny too because like I was reading stuff online about how like people. I guess it was it was it was twenty thirteen and like. GoPros were like kind of becoming popular, but there was another brand of camera. And I was reading this article about how like four people um, had the, had like a camera on their helmet when they were riding their bikes and got hit by cars, but they were able to catch the person that hit them because they were recording their ride. So I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to get this camera or whatever. Cause she was always nervous about me riding. I mean, when I look at it now, I would never ride a bike on the roads that I, that I used to ride to and from work. And 23 miles. That's yeah. a long way. It was a long way, but uh, I loved it. Anyway, so I got this camera. I think it was maybe two weeks later. I'm riding home, and it was going, I was coming right through Westchester, and it's like 6 o'clock at night. And I thought, as I turned on the Chestnut Street, I was like, oh, my God, usually it's filled with cars, and there's a lot of traffic. And I turned onto the street, and I'm like, there's no traffic. So I was riding, and this lady just, like, pulled out. And so technically I hit her and went over her, like, the hood of her car. And I landed, like, on my face. Um, and uh, whatchamacallit. So then I had, like, like I broke my arm. I had, like, stitches in my face. I had, and I had a real bad concussion. And now I had had a series of concussions because from, like, I grew up playing hockey and soccer, but then I played, like, men's league hockey. And I can remember, like, twice where, like, getting, like, knocked out on, as an adult, like, on the ice, like, falling and hitting my head. And then racing bikes, I've had a ton of crashes and, like, a few of them, you know, I was knocked out and, and had concussions. And then this one was just, like, you know, I guess it was just, like, the straw that broke the count i mean it was bad like i was in bed for like five weeks it was it was awful um but yeah so that's so this woman this woman hit me and i had it on (laughs) on video and uh so that's my wife's like you had to get the camera and then you like jinxed yourself but she did stop because she would have ran me over if (laughs) if she didn't stop but like she stopped and um yeah so so were you just out cold on the road like did you have to go in an ambulance? And I was name. Yeah, I don't remember. I rem. Well, I don't remember it, but I saw the video, so like that's how I know it happens. But it was right in front of the Y. My kids were like at dance at the time in the Y, and uh, like one one guy knew that I raced like bikes. Like on, he was on. We were on the same team, so he he was like walking out of the Y, and like my bike was laying in the street, and he was like, "Holy shit, that's Mike's bike!" And then another woman that I knew. Um, through the Y and through the dance program, called my wife and was like, uh, <laughs> "Bikes get loaded into a, into an ambulance because he got hit by a car." So like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember being in the ambulance. I don't remember. I'm laughing, but it's like insane. Yeah, it. I mean, and it could have been a lot worse. And it's funny because then like we were, I was like suing the woman just because I wanted. I mean, I, I like I said, I race bikes, so I was, like, sponsored by a team. I had, like, expensive equipment, and I just wanted it 
I wanted the money. Batman bike was worth like $8,000 at the time. Like I wanted that mm-hmm. paid for and whatever. And um, so we like had like a uh, deposition and like her lawyer was like, oh, she said you were going so fast that like she didn't even see you coming. And that's why she pulled out in front of you. And it was funny because I had like a GPS computer. So like my lawyer was like, well, his his ride was tracked on GPS. So he was going 11.1 miles an hour at the time. Like that's not so fast that she couldn't yeah have seen him. Wow, that's crazy. And then, so what's, you were in bed for five weeks. What's the recovery like when you start to get it? So are you like this time, you're obviously conscious and stuff. Yeah, I pretty much laid in bed listening to like sports talk radio for all day long. It was all, I mean, I just slept and laid in bed. Did you have to get any surgeries or? I didn't, I didn't have any surgery. Um, I had to see a neurologist. I had, um, what was it called? Like cognitive therapy. Okay. Uh, I went through that. And, uh, but I had like, I would get, after that, I would get like, my, like really bad migraines. Like, I mean, it was, at first it was like, I'd get like four or five a week where like sometimes at work I would have to, if I felt it coming on, I would take, I had prescription medicine, I would take medicine and like have to go home and go in my room and it had to be like quiet and like pitch black and I would just have to sleep it off. Sometimes where I was working at the time, we had like a lounge and had like a couch. Like there was a couple of times where I was like, I'm not going to make it home. I just have to go sleep on the couch at work. Wow. Not like throw up and stuff. Wow, that's crazy. And then f- like it took like two years and it finally they started becoming less and less frequent. The head stuff is, I mean, even like you're kind of starting to see it with football and MMA, like talking about how dangerous those head injuries are. And I'm sure experiencing through hockey you're getting like micro trauma all the time and then maybe you get one big thing that's you know leads to something that's much worse yeah i've again i'm always listening to podcasts and like reading about stuff so like concussions and like cte and i've had a lot of testing done late like in the past couple years because some other stuff going on but um the people like i've done um, like hormone testing and, and different type of testing. And uh, one of the doctors was like, obviously we can't tell because we would have to do an autopsy on your brain and can't do that if you're alive. But he was like, you pretty much have CTE. Um, so that, I mean, that like, if I listen to a podcast with like hockey players or football players talking about like all this stuff, like all those symptoms like I have, so now, like, I take, um, I try to take, like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, like, anti-prescription <laughs> medication. I hate them. So I take, like, these, like, like supplements and stuff to try to, like, work, uh, work that stuff out. Is there, when you go to a doctor for that, do they tell you to eat certain foods or, like, it, does that play any role in it? Or they're just, like, you know, don't don't get on a bike again and kind of leave oh, you it mean that. Be, like when I got hit or now? I mean, even now they don't say, I mean the, the one like holistic or, uh, uh, like natural doctor I see, he, I mean, he's, he preaches like eating healthy foods and, or like taking these supplements. But he doesn't say like, don't eat this or that. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, everybody has their their thing now. They're like, eat only meat, stay away from seed oils, and it's like, where are you going to go? Especially if you don't know. Like, if you don't know the first thing about dieting, and then you you see the one guy who's like, you only need to eat meat, then you're like, okay, well, I don't like that <laughs> meat that much, but I'm just going to do it because they said that's the that's the way. But yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I I didn't know that. Like I know I remember you, you know, like kind of joking about you got hit by a car, but I didn't know it was this serious. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're you're kind of lucky to be alive, I guess, at this point. Do you ever like think about that? That come, I, come back. I mean, no. I I always say like, no matter what happened in my in my life, like there's always people in with like worse situations so like yeah in the grand scheme of things people are like oh that's pretty serious i'm like man i could have been worse like i could have died i could have lost a leg of whatever so i didn't but it was it's i think about again like the first couple of years after that happened like stuff would like my kids were young so like they were loud like they were clapping or something it would be like an ice pick like someone stabbing my ears with an ice pick like the the certain frequencies or noises would like just like stop me like dead in my tracks and like like hurt my head wow so did you ever get back on the bike i did i rode um after a couple of years i got back on the bike because it was, it was also like again i'm a very people person I like to be outside so like i was going through like you know for 10 years that's all i knew i worked was you know did whatever with my wife and kids and like rode a bike and I was like I wasn't a professional or anything um I was competitive but it was like that's what I love to do and my friends were like all people in like the bike racing scene and stuff and then it was like all like gone like that was taken away so that's I was like kind of depressed or like I didn't know what to do but then anyway so I started riding again and I got into like cyclocross which is like a common it's like a cross between road bike racing and mountain bike racing so it's like a looks like a road bike but with like knobby tires and you do it like on grass or trails or whatever um so i did that but it was like i don't know it just it just wasn't the same and then like i would ride my road bike like you know on the weekends or something if it was nice or not and then uh but it was like this and it's a shame because like this area or and especially like my neighborhood i go out the back of my neighborhood in like three miles i'm in like horse country but those three miles to get there was like every time i was like almost getting hit by a car people yelling and whatever and it was like i mean i was always getting arguments and stuff with with drivers and then like one day it was like a fall day and i rode like four hours like all the way out like out west and uh, i remember like coming home and I was like a couple miles from my house I'm like man I just rode for like four hours by myself not one person honked or nothing I'm like what a beautiful day and I come up the top of this hill and this guy pulls up next to me in a minivan he's like get off the road you and he's like calling me like derogatory names and stuff and I was like what I was like like I have every right to be on the road and he starts yelling and stuff then he like tries to cut me off and I had had a temper so like then we're going down the hill and I'm like I know there's a red light at the bottom of this hill and I'm like if the light's red 
and he gets out of his car. I'm like, I'm not saying it where I'm just going to hit him. <laughs> so we get to the bottom of the hill, and the light's red. So I, I pull up on the driver's side, and he's yelling, calling me all kinds of names and stuff because I have, like, tight, like, spandex on and stuff. And I was like, dude, you, like, you could have drove past me in, like, three seconds. Like, you slowed down to, like, give me a hard time. Like, I'm sorry. You, like... I'm sorry you feel so bad about yourself and you're driving this minivan, nothing against people driving minivans or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, like, is it really worth And he's screaming, yelling stuff. And I had a camera. I had a GoPro at that point. So like, it was all on. It was all recorded. So like I showed it to a couple of people and they were like, dude, you should go to like the police. Like he was trying to run you off the road. And I was like, I don't know. So then I went to the police station and I showed it to the cop and he was like, I mean, we can call and kind of like threaten them, but he's like, yeah, he did. Like, he could have killed you, but there's really nothing we can do. And I was like, whatever. And then, uh, and I was like that, and I never rode a bike since then. Wow. I was like, fuck. I was like, screw it. It's you not could, worth you it. You could say fuck. Yeah, I was right. like, fuck. It's not <laughs> worth it. Like, I'm not going to get killed or hit again because of some jackass. And again, like, I would see it was getting so bad where people, like, looking at their phones yeah. while they're driving. Like, one time, me and my buddy were riding down New Street. And this woman just, like, blows through a stop sign because she was, like, looking at her phone. And then we pulled up. And some of the time I probably should have just not said something, but that's not my nature. So, like, we come to, like, a stoplight. And I was like, hey, you, tell, you, like, you just blew that stop sign back there. And it was, like, a neighborhood where, like, I said, there could have been, like, a woman pushing her kid in a stroller across the street. You would have killed them because you're looking at your phone. Like, and it was it's just crazy. So, like I said, now I I drive around. I'm like, I used to ride my bike on these roads. I'm like, N- I would never do that now. Never. Yeah, too many people not paying attention. Yeah. I mean, it, like, are you ever going to are you ever gonna stop that? Like, people are just going to look at their phones. They're, no, you're never going to stop there's it. There's no way. It, like, unless your phone basically doesn't work if you're – because Apple did that a couple years ago where it says, like, you have to put, I'm not driving. Oh, yeah. But, like, you can just say you're not driving even if yeah. you are. But We could go back to, like, manual cars so everyone has to drive with two hands and then you couldn't look at your phone. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. So do you ever, like, besides the the fact of, like, getting hit by a car, but, like, do you ever want to race again or you ever see yourself just getting back on the bike for the fun of it? No. Um, I miss it. Like I, I loved it. Again, I was like, okay at it. You know, I, there was like different, there's like different categories and you have to like get so many points to be able to move up to the next category or whatever. And then I did like, and I was, I was older than a lot of people that I was racing against. Um, like one, one year I won like the state championship criterium and like the category, like the next it it was a cat three so if you go to cat two like you're pretty much borderline pro not tour de france pro like local stuff Mm -hmm. and like you get to a cat two and then you're like those races would be like pro one two races so i was like i won that state championship as a cat three and i was like do i move up to a cat two and then like you you have to spend at least me because like I had to work for like every again I was I wasn't great um but like I always had I had to like watch what I eat like make sure I like didn't miss workouts or whatever just to be like at that level I'm like if I move up to a cat too I'm gonna be I had to spend 25 hours a week 
on the bike working 40 hours a week with two young kids and a wife like I'm like it's not worth it but like I miss that that feeling like at the end of a race like I miss that I don't miss crashing (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you always had that competitive nature yeah I think so and I I mean well like you know like that's why now since I got into CrossFit then like sometimes I'll do competitions and again like I'm not I'm not winning any CrossFit competition but I love that like being in the competition and it's more it like as as hard as you try like in the gym even you know a lot of people try to like win the wads but like that if you're in a competition you can just push like that much harder and get like there's just another level and I love I love that especially like the CrossFit competition I mean that that environment is like nothing that I've ever experienced yeah. See, I like I'm the opposite when it comes to CrossFit now. Like now, now that I did the competitions and then switch over to weightlifting, you just have to push so hard. And uh, I mean, even at these local competitions, you see people and you're like, they should be professional athletes. <laughs> and it's like these are the guys winning the RX competitions at like CrossFit King of Prussia. It's not not a big time event, but these people are so good and to get to quarterfinals or semifinals level, like I just can't imagine how those people do it. I'm again, I just started too old. Like I'm never getting to that level, but yeah, the first, the first competition I did at CrossFit Kenan square and like Max Cutler was in my, in the, in my division. I'm like, how the fuck we're not in the same fucking league. Like I can't even, he, like he was deadlift in like 500 and some pounds. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Like, I'm not, but I don't care. Like, I don't, again, for me, it's like, I, I have no, I know if, first of all, if, even if I can do the RX competition, I'm not winning. Even if I do the scale, like, I'm not going to win the scale either. But I feel like if I can do the RX weights, then I'm just going to do RX. Because, again, for me, at my age, like, it's about, it's just about me and, like, bettering myself. And I just love being part of it. And, like, even, like, the cro- the crossfit competitions are like everyone is so helpful and encouraging and whatever like that's the biggest thing even at even at the local gym like like i was saying before i walk in there and i'm like shit like these dudes i'm like 15 years older than these dudes they're like sam's a fucking monster he's snatching like i don't know 300 pounds and i'm like shit but then they're all ever since day one they've been like encouraging and 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 uh you know helpful and whatever like that's the one thing i the biggest thing i take out of crossfit and people say it's a cold and maybe it is but like at least and anyone i've come across no one like put no one's like puts you down or whatever like everyone is encouraging and i just i don't know i love it yeah what, what do you think keeps you motivated when you know, like, you're not going to win? And I, I'm not saying that, like, to be a dick or anything, <laughs> no. but I, I do think that might be hard for people if you're only focused on, okay, if I'm going to do a competition, like, I want to do well. So how do you kind of stay internally motivated where it doesn't matter the result of the competition, but, like, how do you keep yourself? Be- yeah, go ahead. Well, I feel like, again, for me, and it's this it's like – it's hard because, like, I don't – I'm not, like, conceited or cocky, so, like, I don't want to come across that way. 
But like for me, I feel good. Um, I'm you know at the competition. I'm usually one of the old, one of the oldest people there. But like if we go to like back to school night, and I look around, and I'm like, it's like these people are the same age as me. Like they they're probably out of breath, like walking up a set of stairs or whatever. And I don't ever want to feel like that. So for me, it's like I know I'm older, and I know like I feel the way my body. Like I feel better now than even. When I was racing a bike, I always had aches and pains or whatever. My back hurt, my legs hurt, my hip hurt. Like with CrossFit and like that whole, the functional movements, like it's like, and, and Fuso always preaches it. It's like, these are like, you're doing activities and movements like to help you throughout your life. And that's, right now, that's my goal. Like I want to be, there's a guy, Doug, at the gym. It's like 60 something. He's doing muscle ups like he, like, that's what I want to be. There's a woman, Nancy, like, I always tell her, I'm like, dude, you're like a role model to me. If I'm 70-something years old, still coming to CrossFit, yeah, she's scaling everything, and they're modifying the workouts for her, but she comes there, you know, three, four days a week and moves like that at, at like, her age. That is so much better than, I would say, like, 90% of the people. So that's what, like, I don't ever want to be, you know, I don't ever want to be like in pain getting out of a chair or <laughs> walking up a flight of steps and be like, oh, I got to catch my breath. So like, that's what motivates me. And I want to be like a role model for my kids that like, you need that like your health is so important. So like, I don't care what my rule for them was. I don't care what you do. You gotta, you have to do some type of activity. Like you're not sitting around all day and doing nothing. That's awesome. And uh, I think it's good, too, that you're setting the example because I think a lot of people, I mean, you, you preach, you talk about health and fitness, and everybody knows, you know you need to do something. Like, everybody knows that exercising is going to be good, but there's a lot of people who want their kids to exercise but who don't do it themselves. So it's like, even if you say, hey, like, you got to exercise, but the kid is thinking, well, you don't exercise. Right. Like, why should I have to do it then? So, I mean, and you found something that you enjoy. Like, you, you love CrossFit. I know, like we've talked about before, that you almost have a problem with going too much. <laughs> like, to where it could actually be detrimental to your health that you're going this much, but you enjoy doing it. So, like, you found that thing that's healthy for you, and you love doing it. Yeah, it's especially like during COVID, like that was the thing that like, cause before COVID and we talked about before, like I travel, I mean, I traveled two, three weeks a month. I've been all over. I'm a people. I need to be out. I need to be among people socializing, whatever. And then all of a sudden we're all stuck in our house. I was literally going insane. And then like being able to go to that, go to the gym in the morning, like kept me from like going off the deep end but um shit I forget what I was gonna say but like yeah like I love it and oh I know I was gonna say like today like again doing the 75 hard so like I haven't had a rest day in 26 days like I was I was I'm sore today but I'm like I don't know, I still love it. And then now, like, again, doing the 75 hard and, like, that second workout, which can be just a walk. So usually I'll do a 45, 50-minute walk in the afternoon at night. And now it's cold and stuff. Like, the other night it was freezing cold and windy, and it's pitch black, and I'm, like, walking through the neighborhood. And I'm like, 
I love, like, I, I don't know, I like, I love, I didn't want to do it, but I'm out there, and I'm like, I love it, and then deer jumps out and scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to David Goggins at all? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that way, like, hates doing stuff, but also loves, I feel like he loves hating to do something, because that's, like, what pushes him, is just suffering. Yeah. Like some I mean, people like to suffer, and I think. I mean, you do have to find something that is fun for you, too. Like, because a lot of people, and I used to say, like, I used to think that everybody should do CrossFit. I, I think I, I'm away from that where CrossFit isn't for everybody. But if you can find a gym that's really going to help you scale, I mean, the 70-year-old person's obviously not going to be doing the RX weight. They're not going to be deadlifting 275 pounds or 300 pounds or whatever, and they don't need to. But if you don't have coaches who are really going to guide you through that, CrossFit's probably not going to be for you. You're probably going to end up injured or you know have having a bad experience where you don't like going back there. But, I mean, just finding something that you enjoy doing that's healthy, that you can see yourself doing for years, I think that's important. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you can you can go back and try to be a professional bike racer, but you're probably not going to be. And if you if that's the only thing that you do to keep your health, and it's like you can't get those results anymore, then what are you going to do? Just right. be like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything now. So yeah. that's tough. But I think, yeah, I mean, just just find something that you you love doing that is exercise. Yeah, even and again, some of the stuff I've been listening to recently talking about like how good walking just is for you like if you walk for like 45 minutes a day um like how you know you continue to burn calories after you're walking how good it is for like cardiovascular system not just like some people say it's even better than running because you're running you then you you're burning a lot of energy and you need to come back and and replenish what you burn where if you just go for a 45 minute brisk walk you don't need to come back and like eat food to recover mm-hmm. um but and not like i mean i just like to be outside it's like clears your head yeah one thing i was that i thought was interesting i was listening to something a nutritionist dan garner and he was saying that it's actually better on thanksgiving to do strength training instead of doing a lot of cardio because strength training you're still burning you're burning calories like 24 to 36 hours after you actually train and where cardio, you're kind of burning a lot right away just to have that energy. But yeah. like once you're done, you're pretty much done. So I thought that was interesting. That's not something I thought about before. There's so much out there. There's like so much information where you can really dive deep on everything you're interested in now. I know. And that's also like where I like, you know, I'll say like, I get my wife. She's always like, you like, you find something and then you're like 110% in on that like with the 75 hard she was like why like why don't you just like not have alcohol until the new year or why don't you just like yeah i'm like i don't know because like because and then like when we were at levante the one time before i started and you were like well you can't eat pizza i'm like yes i can because i could eat gluten-free pizza or i'm doing intermittent fasting you're like i bet you can't go 75 days without eating pizza and i was like i bet you i can so like now i i won't do that i won't eat pizza until january january 16th i'm having beer and pizza but like even we have like cauliflower like frozen cauliflower crust pizza in the fridge and i'm like looking at it i'm like can't do it or my daughter was making like 
like homemade pizza with like a flatbread and sauce and cheese and she was like you want one i'm like no pizza i'm like i got told angelo <laughs> and uh Dave Portnoy was in Westchester a couple weeks ago. I bet that was tough, too. I know. I saw that. I was surprised that he gave uh, the high, as high a score as What was it, like an 8.7? He gave uh, Pizza Westchester an 8.4, and and then Westchester Pizza Cafe, like a 7-point-something, which I was surprised that he would rank them like that, not me, because I like Pizza Westchester and Westchester Pizza Cafe, but... It's typically not his style of pizza, but uh, yeah, it was impressive. It didn't like I know Westchester Pizza Cafe like sold out of pizza for like five days in a row after he was there, so it's good for them. They're they're good people. I like them. Yeah, that's awesome. I was telling Dana last night. I was like, imagine being to the point where you make money off literally just eating pizza. Like you're getting free pizza and you're getting ad revenue from that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to think. I mean. He's done so much leading up to that. It's not like you just kind of get free pizza. And, right. And like, you have to really have a good personality to do that. I saw yesterday he has a watch, like a watch company now. Really? Yeah. Did you um? Did you pay attention to the crypto thing? The uh, FTX? Yep. Because I, I know nothing about crypto, so I don't, I don't want to say I know anything about it, but uh, can you, like, explain what happened? I don't know if you're an expert on this either. <laughs> I'm not an expert on it, but I can I could tell you what the, <laughs> the stuff that I saw that happened, but I don't know if we want to go that go down that road here. <laughs> Are you invested in crypto? Uh, I do invest in some crypto. Do yeah. you just do Bitcoin or just do you... Bitcoin? Okay. Yeah. What what got you into that? Just listening to podcasts, learning about it. Listening to podcasts, um, and then I was like, I don't know, like maybe, like I should get into it. My neighbor was like talking to me about it because he was into it, but he was in like all different kinds, and I was like, I don't know. And then like, I'm not like a risk. I'm not a gam. Like I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble. I don't. I'm not a risk taker. So like, I need like a sure thing. And I was like, I don't know, man. It doesn't seem right. And then like, I forget why. Like something happened. And I was trying to like get my wallet set up or something and I couldn't and I was like trying to buy this like this one crypto that he was telling me to get and I was watching it was going like up 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 and I was like man I'll be making all this money and like then like crashed it was like gone and then I forget I might have been on a Rogan podcast or something people are like pretty much Bitcoin or shit I forget what the other one is Ethereum they're like those are really the only two. So I was I was putting money like each week into Bitcoin, not a lot, and then like that took a shit too. So I haven't even looked at it lately because I don't know what it is. Okay. But um, that FTX thing, man, that that's crazy. Yeah, I would love to do some more research on that. I just I haven't got into it. Have even when people explain it to me, I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking like at all. It just conceptually doesn't make sense. Yeah. I understand it because of being in cybersecurity, but like, I don't know. I don't like, like where, (laughs) we're like at a fork in the road right now, but like where this stuff, like with cryptocurrency and NFTs and like meta, like I don't want, any part of that shit like i want real life stuff like i saw a commercial the other day from meta and like i don't want to get like kicked off of instagram whatever but like it's like a kid laying in bed and he's like i want to be 
quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you can experience that right now. And I'm like, that's where, like, that's where they're pushing people. Like, hey, don't, like, like bust your ass and, and uh, you know, train and be really good in sports in real life. Like, put on this, this VR bullshit and, <laughs> and you can be a quarterback. Like, I hate everything about that. It used to be that way, though, I feel like they would have, you know, commercials where people would, like, want to do something, and then they would show montages of them training and stuff, and just think about, like, Rocky, stuff like that, yeah. where you would get motivated, and now it's like, oh, you don't have to work hard, and you can still have everything you, you want. Sit on your couch, and you can be win the Super Bowl. I was on a plane, like, last year, going to Utah, and sitting, the guy next to me, he started talking, he's telling me about how he's, like, has all this, like, real estate and meta and all, and he's talking to me, I'm like, dude... I don't want any, that, that is insane to me. Like I want to like deal in the real, real world, like with people, like in real life. And he's like, that's where we're headed. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of it. That's where we're headed. I'll, I'll get off the ride. I don't want anything to do with that. It's a, that is insane to me. I told, I don't even know if I want to bring this up on the podcast, <laughs> but I told Dana today, I was like, as much as you don't want to be there, like that's where we're heading. I think that kids are just going to be, you know, like, here's your microchip as soon as you, as soon as you're born, like you just get that microchip and then it's like, okay, this is the things that you need. And it's like, you scan your things. Okay. You can go into school now. You can do all these. It's, it's insane. And I'm sure being a parent right now is probably, um, probably difficult. Cause you want to like, you want to stay up to date on things, but at the same time, like how many different threats can you balance? Like if you're worried about everything and like, oh, how far Meta's going to go or whatever, the social media, like I'm sure that there's just too much to kind of care about. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. And like, for me, like I worry, I'm a worrier. Like I worry about my kids. Um, but I mean, I don't know, like, I, there's information out there that, like, they want people to be lazy and sit there and everything is meta and virtual reality and, like, you're just, like, sitting there and you're given what you need and, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's far-fetched. But I, I, I agree 100% with you. There's going to be, before we know it, there's going to be a time where, like, you got to get this chip. I'm like, you see what's happening in China now. It's like everyone gets a QR code, and there's drones flying around to make sure, like, you're allowed out at this time. They're scanning your QR code, and, like, we say that, and people will be like, you're nuts. Like, you, you're conspiracy theorists. But, like, it's, <laughs> it's happening in China. Yeah. Do you feel like as a parent – I haven't got to ask people this, but like when, what happens when you have, like, obviously you didn't have the kid, but like when you have your daughter, what changes in you? Like, did you feel a fundamental shift in like who you were as a person when you had, when you had children? No. Um, I tend to be, uh, like I always say, like, I'm still a kid. Like I'm, I'm never going to grow up. Like, I'm still a kid. That's why, like, you know, if you, like, again, I don't, people meet me, they have, they, K 
can't believe that I'm as old as I am. And not that I'm that, not that, not that, <laughs> not that I'm that old, but like, so like I, I didn't fundamentally change um, the responsibility. Like I was, I guess before I had me, I, me, I did. Before I had kids, like I, like to have a good time. Like I would go out, I would have fun at the bar and stuff. Like I would, I would. Like I was always going to have to like where where I worked at the time, I had access to like, uh, all like Flyers tickets, Sixers tickets, Eagles tickets. Like I was always going out like doing that stuff. Like we have fun, um, and then when we had kids, I was like, and I was heavier then too. Like I wasn't super active at that point, and then I had kids, my first daughter, and I was like, shit, like I should probably like get in better shape and like take care of myself now because like I have a, a, a kid so then I got like I started running and stuff um and getting getting in shape and then like at that point like my dad he was like in way better shape than I was and I was like Sh-. like I remember one time we went to the gym and I was like I said to him I was like don't embarrass me like at the gym <laughs> like lifting more weights and stuff than I am <laughs> and, but uh so then I got like that's when I got like back in I'm gonna say growing up I played soccer and ice hockey and then in college I stopped playing and did like men's league stuff but and then I would just eat like chicken wings and drink like 30 Miller Lights (laughs) (laughs) but um the stuff that everybody does yeah but now it's like again I like I'm a warrior I worry like my oldest daughter is at University of Tampa like I love that she's down there having a great time but I just constantly worry and now she's going to uh Italy for the spring semester for study abroad and now with like you know the stuff I see and listen to I'm like these two nut jobs are going to start World War Three. like I don't want my kid in Europe but I'm not going to not let her go because I'm because I worry I'm afraid like I'm not going to not let her experience that but uh yeah I don't when I sit down and like think about it, it frightens me yeah I mean, yeah, like, how much do you do you want to worry about? Like, we need to live our lives now. And, I mean, I sent you the one thing from the Mastery Love, Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's funny because I can, I can send quotes your way, and, it, like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing in my life. I could be like, hey, I'll point out your faults, though. <laughs> but it says, like, y- you can't – and even if you're in a relationship, like, you can't even control another person can't control one person so like how can you sit there and like try to control the entire world and like especially i mean like there's so many threats and like you see on netflix how many different true crime documentaries about people getting kidnapped and gun violence and all that stuff and it's like how much of that is actually real versus like just hyping up the right stories and like you don't you don't really know like how often do people really get kidnapped i don't know the answer to that and every time somebody gets kidnapped like it's terrible it's a tragedy like you never want that to happen but if it's a one in seven billion chance that it happens like are you gonna stop your kids from experiencing something yeah i agree and that's why i was like hey if you get accepted and you can do it like do it i think everyone should go to europe it's like it's a it's it's an amazing place um but yeah, I like. What are the chances of something happening? She's 
she's pretty street smart though she's going with her roommate um but i did like i was like you gotta watch the uh amanda knox documentary uh, yeah. before you go up. like don't do that like don't <laughs> hope you bring italian dudes back into your apartment and they're gonna kill your roommate <laughs> what's the the best place that you traveled to outside of the u.s um i've been to australia that was really cool probably my favorite place is london though um i was supposed to go to pakistan right before um covid so i was in i was like went to the one this one client i did work for they're all they're awesome and they had off they have offices like all around the world in like prime locations in like the best cities so they were like they wanted to um they wanted me to like go visit a bunch of their office locations like throughout the next couple of years um so we were in europe in february january february of 2020 so like i was in milan the week before like the COVID blew up there. And like, we, we weren't even hearing that much about it. And then we flew to, we, we landed in Paris and there was like a sign when we were getting our luggage. It was like, you just came from a COVID hotbed. If you experience any of these symptoms, like don't go to the hospital, um, like quarantine in your hotel room. And we were like, what? <laughs> and then like the guy I was with, his, they had like people in China. So then he all of a sudden, like he was like working, like trying to get them out of China and stuff. But and we were supposed to go to, I was supposed to go to Pakistan later on in the spring. And that like, I really want to go there. And then um, even like the couple of years after that, like I kept trying to go. And then my company is like, we're not sending you to Pakistan. I'm like, I want to go. But like I made, I became friendly with the guy like through, through work who lived in Pakistan, he was like, if you come here and like, you can stay at my house, you can meet my family. Like, I just wanted to experience like that culture. Um, I guess that's a long winded answer, but they, probably Australia is probably the coolest place that I went to, but my favorite is, is London. What's your favorite part of traveling? Like, is it the food? Is it exp- like going places or what do you think you enjoy the most? I enjoy like just meeting people from, like the different culture or like experiencing something wherever I've been and I've been fortunate that through through work I've been like I said all around the world and I would always go like I totally took advantage of it I would go somewhere and then I would like talk to the client like I would would say even in the United States I'm like where do I gotta go to like eat dinner if it's in the United States I'm like I don't want any chain like I need something local to where Sacramento or wherever I Miami wherever I am um but then like like I said this guy Emil like I still I don't even do the work for him anymore like I'm still friends with him I still talk to him he just moved to London and I was I just changed jobs recently but before I changed I was supposed to go to London um and like meet like to do the cybersecurity stuff for his company uh but we didn't actually I was supposed to go, and we were going to go to Istanbul, too, and I really wanted to go there because I heard it was awesome, and then I was supposed to fly home on a Friday, I mean, on a Saturday, and I think that Friday, there was, like, a terrorist attack, like, in, like, the public market area of Istanbul, and I was, like, I don't know if I would have been there, but I was, like, holy shit, like, I was supposed to be in, in, 
in Istanbul that day, and there was a like a terror attack. But anyway, when we go over to visit my daughter in Italy, like I want to stop in London and like visit with my buddy Emil. So like just meeting, especially when I went outside the country, meeting people and learning like their culture and like like he's he's Muslim and you know I guess I met him probably like five five six years ago so you know what the, the there was more Muslim talk in back then and like I remember like we were <laughs> we were sitting we were eating lunch and I was like can I ask you some questions and he's like I said about like you know being a Muslim and he's like yeah sure so I started asking him and then my like my coworker like texted me he's like dude you got balls, like, ask him. I'm like, why? Well, I want to know. I'm not asking anything wrong. And then, but, like, I wanted to know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that. Like, this is, he's, like, Muslim from Pakistan. I wanted to learn about it. And then we went out to dinner that night, and we were talking more, and he was like, I really, he's like, I really enjoy and, and like, respect that you want to get to know me or whatever. And But, like, basically what it came down to was, like, because, you know, you have this one stereotype, but he was the Muslim version of me as, like, a, a a Christian. Like, I don't practice my religion whenever, like, he, because the first, I was like, listen, I don't want to be offending you, like, do you have to pray at, like, a certain time today? And he's like, I mean, I should, but I'm not going to. And I'm like, what happens if you don't? And he's like, well, I'm supposed to pray when we get back to the hotel. I'm like, are you? And he's like, no. And I was like, and he was like, we were talking about, like, I can't eat pork and whatever and stuff. And then, so that's what I was like, we're, like, the same Religious-wise, except you're a Muslim and I'm Catholic, I, I don't follow any of that bullshit, <laughs> and he doesn't either. But uh, yeah, he, I don't know that dude. Like, I like I love like meeting people. I still talk to people from Australia. Um, not that like I've been to uh, British Columbia, and I still like have like fr- like I would just like make friends like wherever I go, and I still stay in touch with them. That's awesome. I mean, that's like a lost art. I mean, the like the access of communication that we have where, I mean, you can talk to anybody in the world. You kind of take for granted that it's another person. I th- It's been a like big kick uh, I've been talking about recently. But like, it's so easy to dehumanize somebody on the internet because you don't, like you don't see them. You're not sitting across from them. But like when you if you go to Pakistan or you go to Iran or Iraq or somebody like they probably like the same things that we do. They like getting a good sweat and like going (laughs) out, hanging out with their friends. Like, I think we're, we're very similar in most senses, but it's like people are trying to play on the one or two things that we really disagree on and like hate each other for. Yeah. And like with him, um, Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Like, so this time when I was supposed to just go in in October, he was like, "Oh, there's this." When we go to Ireland, we were supposed to go to London, Istanbul, and Dublin. And he was like, "Last time I was in Dublin for work, there's like this club near the hotel." And he's like, "I never been to it, but we can, when you come, like, I'll go to the club with you, but I'm not gonna drink alcohol." Like, he doesn't drink alcohol, but he was like, "I'm not gonna go." He's like. I don't really know how to act in a club because I've never been into like a club. But he's like, you might like that. I was like, Emma, I don't have any. I don't want to go into any nightclub. I don't have any interest in that. But like, I don't know. It's, it's a shit. Like he he's such a great dude. But like, I didn't get to go to Pakistan. But I would do like the Zoom. I do like interview sessions and stuff with these with these guys 
and women and like the people in in like the Pakistan office like they were like they're so nice and like respectful like if we both try to talk at the same time they're like oh we're, we're so sorry Mr. Mike I was like guys relax like they're like it's nothing like I don't know what you see on the news or what you're what we were kind of like led to believe like you, like you said they're just regular people now we were oh, I don't know what I was gonna say like when 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 we were like planning the trip to go there the other guy my buddy John who was like the CISO for that company he he's been there before and he's like listen I'm not gonna lie to you like it's scary like from the second you land there to the second you leave you're always on edge like people are looking at you but they're like they're not threatening they just ne- like a lot of those people have never seen an american, an american before um so he's like there was like a market thing that he said we go to and th- the food sound like he's like the food is so good but um he's like when you go there he's like there'll be like 15 kids just like following you and then they want to get like a picture taken with you because they've never seen like a white man before like to me like that's what i can't imagine experiencing that or like there was a big, I don't know the name of some like big like famous mosque, and he's like, "You're we won't be allowed in there," but like he's been to it before, and he's like, well, "Go see that." Like, and then he's saying like the one day he was at his hotel like swimming in the pool, and he's like, "I see these two guys, and they're like staring at me, whatever." He's like, "I'm starting to get nervous," and they come over and they're like, "Hey, are you an American?" And he's like, "Yeah," and they said, "Hey, we just want to let you know, like, we want to know like how's everything going? How has your time been?" in Pakistan and and he said then we were like talk for like an hour and he's like they want they are like we want you to have like a wonderful experience so you go back to America and tell people like hey I was here and like these people are great or whatever and he but he did say like because of the the company that he worked for at the time like the owner of that company like knew the president of Pakistan so he's like we'll have armed guards the whole time like if anything happens we'll be like helicoptered out but I'm still like that was I really wanted the, the chance to go there to experience that. Like, I just love to experience things. And I would always, like I said, I went to British Columbia, and then I took a couple of vacation days and went and skied, like, Whistler. Um, even in the United States, like, I did a job. Me and my buddy did a job in Idaho, and then we took a vacation, and we drove to Jackson Hole and skied Jackson Hole. Like, any time I went somewhere, like, really cool, I would always, like, take a day or two after and try to experience something that like I probably would never have paid to go to Australia when I went to Australia like me and this guy John to we like took we extended took vacation and we did this like hike in the blue mountains down there it was it was crazy like this stuff I'm blessed and I love that I got to experience like some really cool shit and that's why I tell my kids like because I didn't get to do that until I was an adult and I'm like you should like as soon as you can go to Europe like you should go experience that like to go to London and sit in a in a pub that was built in like the 1500s, like here, and that, I love Westchester because it's old for America. But like to go sit somewhere that was built in the 1500s, or like the one place we were walking by and it said it was like built in like 767 AD. I'm like, to me, like that's crazy. Yeah. And I love like most people like never get to experience something like that. Yeah. And I feel like some people don't want to either. Like you just get so caught up in doing the day-to-day that, I mean, the unknown is so scary to people. Like getting outside of your routine, getting outside of your comfort zone. Even here, 
I mean, we do this, like, we wake up at the same time, we take Curtis out, we come back in, we eat, and then we go for a walk, and it's, like, every day we do the exact same thing, and, yep. like, to to do that forever, I don't know if I could do that. Like, it's, yeah, and again, like, we've talked about it, and, like, that's, like, one of the biggest things, and, like, I feel like there's so much out there to see even like right here in the United States like there's so much that people don't get to see where like I just want to say fuck it and like sell my house and like buy a van and like like I can work from wherever as long as I have internet and just like travel around for a little bit experience stuff like a lot of people like my wife like she never saw mountains until like like real mountains until like we went to California and, like, people, and I guess some people don't give a shit about it, but, like, to me, like, again, like, I stood at the top of the Black Home Glacier in British Columbia. Like, when you stand up there and you look around, it's like this world is, like, a beautiful place. Or, again, I'm in the rainforest in Katuma in Australia, and it's like, holy shit, like, this is amazing. And to me, like, there's so much out there that people should see and experience even here there's like like uh the grand canyon of pennsylvania i've never been there but i want to go there it's like, that's beautiful and that's where like as much as i want to get out of this area like chester county is beautiful even just going like me and my wife will go to we'll go to stroud and like watch the sunset because it's like just take the time to like you said get out of your routine go do that and i love being outside so like it's i don't know man you're you're taunt like you never tomorrow is not a guarantee so like i just want to experience everything I can what do you do when you're not do like what do you do if you're not doing anything if you don't have any trips planned or say say you have a couple days off from work and you don't have anything do you always feel like you need to do something because you don't want to miss out on experiences or can you just kind of sit with yourself at the same time and like just relax well (laughs) I will say no but this week's a bad example of that because, like I said, I started a new job not that long ago, and my company's closed for the week of Thanksgiving, so I had off all week, and I had stuff I want I wanted to get done, and like yesterday, I think part of it is doing an intermittent fasting and working out twice a day. I'm not eating enough, so like um sometimes I'm exhausted. So like yesterday. I was exhausted, and um, I came home after my second workout. I made chicken, and then USA was playing England in the World Cup. So, like, I watched that, and then I'm just, like, laying on the couch, like, falling asleep, and my wife was out, and then she comes home, and she's like, I thought you were going to get all this stuff done. I was like, I didn't. She's like, what would you do? I'm like, well, I worked out. I cooked chicken, and then I watched, like, four hours of soccer and <laughs> so but again because I, I just feel tired I feel tired a lot lately since I've been doing this this 75 hard but normally yeah like I don't like she'll say well you, you got not she'll say like I'll say I gotta cut the grass today or I gotta do this or that or then I'm like fuck it like I'm gonna go the grass can wait like I want to go do this or like like we'll meet up sometimes and get pizza and have a beer or whatever like I'd rather do that than do the stupid chores I got to do around my house because I, like I said, I just, I don't know, I always like to be out 
doing yeah, something, doing talking to people and whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, like, I'm a big, I've always been a big introvert. So, like, I can sit, I can stay in all weekend and, like, not think twice about it. But you don't feel, like, you feel good because it's like I'm taking a nap and, like, oh, I feel like I got a lot of energy. But when you do something, when you go take a trip and you, you're outside of your routine, you remember so much of like that experience and you're like, Hey, we went here and it was awesome. And like, Oh, I didn't need, I didn't need a two hour nap in the afternoon. And I didn't need to like have all this free time to myself. Like that, that was awesome. And you remember that. And I think, um, I think for me, like personally, I just want to get to do more of that, like do more of just exploring and, you know, finding, finding places. And you can't do that just, being comfortable like being yeah. in your own home you can't do it it's 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 a it's a balance and again like i i keep repeating myself like we talk <laughs> because we talk outside of the mm-hmm. outside of this like it's it's tough we're adults we need to have jobs we need to have a place to live have a car but that drive that urge to like do other stuff it's like you should experience that like i said we talk i say tell you all the time like man if i knew this stuff 15 years ago 20 years ago i mean i got college tuition right now i got another kid that's a freshman in in high school i'm like shit like (laughs) i feel stuck same again we talked about like working and like i would love to do something for myself but I feel like I'm too like I can't I have too many responsibilities where I can't take that chance now well I even see it with people who are my age or even younger like you get caught up and you buy a house you buy a car and then to make the payments you have to you have to do a job like you can't spend two years not making an income getting a business off the ground like you just don't have that time and to see somebody who's 23, 24, who's doing that. And I'm like, I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, like there's totally people who belong in the corporate world. And like, I've seen them and they're going to do great. They're going to make a hundred thousand, 150,000 a year to do, to do a minimal amount of work. Like it's not, not a ton of responsibility. And if that's you, that's fine. But like, I saw uh, Mark Cuban was saying he would rather work 80 hours a week to make 50,000 for himself than make 750,000 working for somebody else. And uh, I mean, it's hard to, cause you kind of, you have all these motivational people out there and it's like, quit your job and you need to do this and you need to do that. Like starting something for yourself from scratch isn't easy. And especially like, if if you want to have like a brick and mortar business it takes a lot of money up front but like i mean if you you have to like be planning things that are in the future like doing things that maybe aren't going to make you money right now but like hey let me make a deposit here and and do this like that's how i feel with the podcast who knows if it's going to be successful if it ever will like monetarily but the amount of people that I've met through it, it's like a huge deposit that I've gotten to make. And who knows? Like, you just never know. I mean, three years down the road, like I'm still doing the podcast and then an opportunity comes up. If you're not doing that concurrently with something that if you 
are doing something that you don't want to do, then it's like you're just wasting time. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people do. They get caught up in that. I did. I was like, I got to go to college. That's what you're supposed to do. And like, I don't know. I wish I could do it all over. But well, it's, I want to back up because it's funny. Because like you say, you're an introvert, and it's it's funny because like, we hang out outside of, we hang out in real life, and like my wife would be like. Angela is so quiet. I'm like, I know he is. I'm like, when we're out, like he's super quiet. I'm like, but like, cause I'm probably like your number one fan of the podcast. So like, I'm like, but I listen to it. Like he's always like talking. Like it, it's funny to me, like to see both sides of you. Like I listen to your podcast and then when we're out and Dana does most of the talking and it's like, I'm like, that's just funny. Like on the podcast, I would never picture you to be, like so quiet when we're <laughs> when we're out but um yeah I mean I don't know like and we talked about because like I want to I want to start my own podcast because like I love talking to people but like I think like what you're doing and that's how I don't even remember how we met but like similar like to what I was saying about experience and things like you've got to talk to all these different people and that's what I love about your podcast because it's weightlifting people, it's CrossFit people, it's photographers, it's Annie who's, well, she's in the CrossFit, but she knows about sustainable farming, and it's yeah. like that, like, I just love listening and hearing about people talk about something that they're, like, passionate about, but, like, you get, I mean, you get to experience all these people from just doing this podcast, and then my other buddy that, that has a, a different podcast, like he, he'll say the same thing. Like he just messages someone on Instagram, like, Hey, you want to, I have a podcast about this. You want to come on? And they're like, yeah. Like he's gotten some people on there. This is terrible. I forget. And like David Metzer, David, some like motivational guy. And I was like, dude, how'd you get him on? And he's like, I just messaged him. And he's like, I have like 15 minutes. I can talk to you on this day. But like that's, and that's a, going back to the whole social media thing like that's why I love social media like that's how we I think I heard of you because Amy was on Mm -hmm. your podcast and then I didn't even know like Dana was doing like I somehow I saw she was doing like some nutritional thing like through the holidays and that's what I was like I'm gonna join this group because I need something to I like I can I'm, I won't be accountable to myself. Like, I need to be accountable to somebody. So, like, I joined that thing, and I remember saying to her, I'm like, this is, like, the first year where, like, I lost weight between Thanksgiving and Christmas because, like, of her, of that, like, group challenge that she was doing. And then I didn't even know, like, you two were connected. And then, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't remember how we actually met in real life. But I started listening to your podcast through Amy and then her and then, like Taylor and mm-hmm. stuff like that's what like I love like your podcast and Taylor's podcast but I don't think he put one out he hasn't put out an episode yeah yet. he's been slacking a little bit lately son of a bitch <laughs> yeah I hope he's listening I hope he is too Taylor, I think he said he was bastard. he was getting back to it but uh yeah I mean you just you literally never know and for me it's been a lot of times where you know you're kind of sitting by yourself and you're like ah this is stupid and that's what the guy, Stephen Pressfield, we were talking about a little bit before we started. 
his, his book is the war of art and it's all about resistance. And it's like, resistance is that voice that says, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. And I'll find myself in like, I get to see it with Dana too. Like even starting that group when there's times where she's like, oh, this is stupid. You know, only 26 people joined or are people actually going to follow through with this? Or is anybody going to listen to the podcast? And the resistance, that's resistance talking to you. And like, the work is just, hey, I'll do the I'll do the podcast. I'll put it out there, and maybe something will come of it. You you never know, but it's like how I I mean how by chance that you live in this area, we live in this area, and it it just kind of happens that way. And I mean even for me, if if the podcast isn't successful monetarily, like I'll have a lifelong friendship through this, and like I've gotten closer to friends. I've yeah, I've talked to people who I really have no business talking to. It's funny when people say, when they like share the podcast on their Instagram story and I'm like, really? <laughs> you listen? It's like, it's, it's still like this point where I'm just like, okay, well, thanks for listening. But like, I don't know why you tuned in, but I'm happy that, that people are kind of resonating with it. But and again, like you said it to me, cause I said, I want to start a podcast, but I'm like, I'm the type of person who be like, no one's going to listen. No one's going to listen. You're like, dude, just like do it to, and that's why like I want to do it. Cause there's like, I love living in Westchester. So I know a bunch of people that own different businesses. And that's what I want to do. Like talk with Dave from Yuri's and just like, because I love talking to people and interact with them. Like, I want to like ask him like, yo, would you like, I want to do a podcast about like low, like Westchester stuff. Like, would you come on there? I already talked like the people from Mezzaluna and they're like, yeah, well, if you do a podcast, we'll come on it. And, uh, like people from Golden Valley Farms Coffee, but like you and I, I said to you, like I would like uh, I would go back and look. Oh, we seven people listen. Like this is stupid. I'm not going to do it. And then you were like, well, just don't look at the stats. Which goes back to like what you're saying. Like, who cares if no one listens? It's if Dave Yuri gets to talk about his business, or Ben gets to talk about making pizza, and I get enjoyment out of that conversation then it's worth it. What's it take an hour, an hour, hour and a half or whatever? Like then it's worth it. And then, yeah, like you, like I'm great friends with you and Dana and like Tower. And I've had some like great conversations with you guys. And like, especially Tower, like me and him used to talk about some, some deep shit. And it's like, who cares? Like all this bullshit you see on TV, like that's not reality. Like it's, I don't know. It's like, I like, I, I mean, he's, he's, he's a great dude. Like, and I never would have met him if it wasn't for like Instagram. So like, you know, goes back to my love hate relationship. Like I'm <laughs> friends with him in, in real life and he's like awesome dude. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's the key. Just like once you're done listening to the podcast, like just get out in real life, like join a gym, go so, like travel, do things with people it's not you're not gonna have any enjoy like yeah maybe putting on the instagram putting on the oculus thing (laughs) and and being in vr maybe the porn is really cool at some point but like (laughs) you're not gonna there's just nothing that you can replace with looking at people in the eye and like having conversations and experiencing things i think that's like that's one of the biggest things i learned the last couple years like 
you just there's no replacement for that when you're sitting by yourself and you can constantly get these hits of dopamine and you can see what everybody else is doing you end up feeling like shit about yourself and it's just <laughs> like hey when you're with people and you're enjoying people's company like i mean that's all we need in life i agree to that and that's why i will have no part you can all be in the meta and i'll be <laughs> Sitting in the woods somewhere, throwing rocks in the stream by myself because everyone's else in fucking make believe. <laughs> That's so true. Um, if people want to follow you on Instagram, where can they go? My Instagram is the Mike D, the underscore Mike underscore D D E E. Cool. That's where they could find yeah. me if they want to. And I mean, Although I don't really post much on there anymore because I'm. I'm not on there that much, but... Well, I think you should... I really think you should start the podcast. I think you should get on there and start promoting that. I think you can do a lot with that if you want to. I think you'll... You're obviously, like, you can talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. You can... You go out to a bar, and you're going to be making friends with the guy next to you 100%. <laughs> so I think you should do it. I think after people listen listen to this one, they'll think that you should definitely do it. So... If you think that Mike should start the podcast, <laughs> message him on Instagram and let him know. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to. I'm going to start the podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you.